Hello. 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 Um, and welcome to the eighth episode in the quarantine special. Um, Are we live podcast with me, Barnier? Me, Tom. Me, Alpha. Me, Jordan Raxical. And me, Nick. Oh, oh damn, Special son. guest alert. Special guest. Come on, come on. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us today, bro. Um, you, you oh, you're welcome. Uh, Took an hour out of my busy schedule, you know. <laughs> Sadly, it's more than an hour, but that's okay. What? Hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, good to uh, be here, Nick, man. Thank you for joining us today, bro. Thank you for having me. Um, it's wicked to have you. Um, yeah, we just thought we would um, invite you on. As you've got a plethora of experience within the music industry. Um, yeah. I know what it feels like to be dropped, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's wow. just jumping straight into the thing. Straight from the jugular. Straight into the nutshell. You know what it is? I feel like... Wait, have you... Have, like, what's your experiences with labels been? Like, Jordan, Alpha... Tom, like, what would you say your experience has been with like major labels, if there has been? With major labels, yeah, like whether it's working with an artist or doing a remix or had they been um, present, has it been difficult? My experience is like they, I've done like a remix. It's very tight, you know. If they're sending like songs via the internet, it's like security coded, and only you can hear it with your email, like, and you get paid. It's very, like lock they're very i don't know it's more like a machine you gotta the security mm. is hard to crack and they don't budge on any of their like protocol if you know what i mean there's no like budging like if you want to hear an unreleased song from person x that i've done a remix for i have to i had to like request a permission and sign this form and then then do it then get the stems and then yeah so that's my only experience i've only done remixes Bare long in it, like I feel like I don't know, like it's just it's bare long to get paid. That would yeah, like, yeah, especially that's like, true. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Has anyone tried to invoice Universal before? Have you tried? Oh, Uniport. Uniport. Yeah, 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 Uniport is. I don't know. I don't know how that thing. Is you legal, have to. Man. You even have to cl- um, Uni- claim travel expenses via Uniport as well, and it's just like I just want my Uber really? Uber paid for, and they're just they're going to make me go through a six month process. Mm. <laughs> Getting my what's, what's Uniport? I've never heard of Uniport before. It's like Universal's payment system. So yeah, where I don't know if you invoice someone, do you know what I mean? Like within thirty days or whatever. Okay. Universal's system is like you upload it. You have to be a registered Uniport. I can't remember what the word is. Like trader, effectively. Okay. Um, and it's just a super long process getting any money. Like. They'll pay you when, when they're ready, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The way I see it is like, say you got fined for something and it wasn't, just just in normal life, you get fined for something and you didn't do it and it's like a, what, 20, 25 pound fine and you have to go through this long ass claim just to get your money back. Like, Uniport yeah. is sort of like that in that. Yeah. Like, I ain't even got paid a lot for these sessions and they make me go yeah. through this process that, they hope I give up, basically. So yeah, I, I reckon. Mm. They just hope I give so. up. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It's mad how, like, just how much money is in that building, but then how they don't want to pay people. Isn't that mad? Like, I just that's, watched... Like, that's um, why they're rich, though. Yeah, I was yeah. watching that Dave TV show, and they made a joke comment. I was thinking maybe it's true, though, that, like, 
Justin Bieber's house and all of the painting is just paid for by the label. It's not even paid for by him. Yeah. Is that real? <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think I think if you're a priority, <clears throat> I remember like um, Drake had a line where he talks about like, he has like an unlimited amount of money, like a blank check book at oh, Universal. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, and, then yeah. they, and, and then they asked, and then they asked the guy at Universal and he was like, yeah, Drake definitely has, a, um, he can do whatever he wants. There is nothing he can, he can ask for how much money he ever, like, so if you're a massive artist, you're effectively keeping the lights on, isn't it? Um, yeah. In the buildings. So, so you are like, you can do whatever you want, like whatever you want. Um, yeah. And it's like is, a few are paying for the many. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, Nick, yeah. Um, right, cool. Can we, like, I, like it's, I think your story is really interesting. So, like, yeah. um, like, what's your experiences with, like, music and, like, labels and, like, that kind of stuff? Like, what mm. would, like, how did it kind of, how how long were you doing music before, before you got signed? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, just tell me if I'm waffling at any point. So, the backstory for me was I've always loved rapping. So, I've been yeah. rapping um, since I can remember come from a pretty straight-laced family quite a musical family in terms of hobbies but not a family where the idea of a music career would ever necessarily be um like a viable option you know my dad loves music and he's been playing guitar since since however old um so i always just viewed music as a hobby so i guess i'd been taking music seriously since i was about 20-ish, 20-ish. I went to university, Mm -hmm. studied history. Like, that wasn't what I was thinking of doing. But in my final year of history, I made a mixtape. Really? Alpha Mist Mist had a production on that mixtape. Come on, baby. Underground. So that was like quickly. quickly, Isn't that, do you reckon that's, um, do you feel like you were late coming into music? Because... Like, now it feels like that way, but at the time it didn't really, I don't know, like... It's interesting because now I think about it. Yeah, like my favourite rappers, like, so my favourite American rapper would be, historically would be Nas. He was super young when he dropped his debut. Illmatic at 19. Yeah, Yeah, and and Kano, (laughs) dropping Made in a Manor, Mm. not Made in a Manor, sorry, Home Sweet Home. 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 I think he was maybe 18. I'm not sure exactly, but he was super young. And Dizzy was like 17 when he dropped his debut. So yeah, maybe, but I think that more just highlighted the fact that I never really saw it as a viable option. Um, Mm. I was into music loads as a 16, 17 year old, but for other reasons, I just kind of fell out of love with it. But anyway, so yeah, I kind of started to take it somewhat seriously at the age of around 20, 21, put out a mixtape, done another one, but I was working the whole time. Um, Mm. Would do a few gigs here and there, but it was just like a nice little bit of pocket money, I suppose. And a few people liked my songs. Um, Then I guess this was around the time the likes of Professor Green were quite like were at the peak of their powers, as it were. Um, yeah, Professor Green's a rapper. It's a British. It's a UK yeah, rapper, right? Professor okay. Green, a British rapper who experienced quite a lot of mainstream success, probably from about 2012 to maybe what the beginning of 2014. It was like yeah, quite a so. relatively short, but you know, he sold yeah. sold a lot. Um, yeah. And I looked a lot like him. Yeah, <laughs> to be which, fair. which is which is what. Uh, white <laughs> with my hair slipped back <laughs> and I rapped but like it wasn't I, I, I looked similar you know so yeah. I would get that but also like Professor Green as commercial as he was he could rap like he yeah. came from battle rap so there was like it wasn't quite just a, like a 
there was there were some similarities. I don't. I, would you agree, Barney? Yeah, no, hundred um, uh, percent. Nick. So by the way, Nick's like one of my best friends. So like, I was kind of here along the whole journey. So I know this story. But, yeah. Um, yeah. No, he definitely. I think there was like at that period of time. I think in UK music. There was like a lot of rappers and similarities of like example, yeah. Professor Green, Plan B, yeah. which were like yeah white rappers, white rappers um, that were like, and you know, and, and I, I think that's even interesting in itself mm. is the idea of like how I might be wrong, but how unoriginal labels are, <laughs> and like if something's working, they go okay, well let's give us give us twenty more of them things that are working right now. Rather than going, let's cultivate something new. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, well, I think it's like anything. I feel like a record label, there's like different wings within it. So it's like, cool. We need we need them cool alternative artists because otherwise we'll be seen as the mainstream label. Yeah. We also need like the mainstream act. So it's like kind of trying to have your fingers in all the cookie jars, as it were, yeah. and just hoping yeah. maybe they'll like, if one works in every cookie jar, as it were, then uh. sick. Um, so yeah, so then the guy who originally signed Professor Green, I remember one day I got an email and like, it was like, it said, uh, what label was it? I don't know, I just Pol- saw the Universal. It's Pol- it's Pol- it was Polydor. It was Polydor. Yeah. I saw the Universal logo at the bottom and I was like, hold on a minute. Like, what? what is this? <laughs> I was well excited. And then I've gone and met this guy and like he signed the Kooks and he signed Jamie yeah. T and he signed, and I'm like, and he was cool as well. You know, like he was mm. a cool guy and was just saying, I want to put you in this session and that. And brother, I'm working like, I'm working in like secondary schools in Hackney doing youth work. Like I'm, yeah. like it wasn't, I remember going straight after work to these meetings and that like getting changed in the school toilets and that. So for me, it was suddenly <laughs> like, yeah, like whatever kind of thing. And But that's when I realized about me, the main lesson I've learned from that time is I'm just, I was just too agreeable. I'm just like, yeah, sure. And I'm kind of like that in general. Like I don't really like to ruffle feathers in like group scenarios. So, and mm. I think I. But then, but 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 then, don't you think that's just could, like that could have been like naivety as well? Oh, definitely. Think, like when you're speaking like, to someone who's like, look, my artists have sold millions of records, and like I liked the Kooks, I liked mm. Jamie. I, do you know what I mean? I, I not only did I like them, I knew who they were, and I could go back and tell my parents, yeah, like, look, yeah, yeah. Th- this is this is real. Do you well, get what I'm saying? So you this didn't is, have a manager at this point. This was just you going to. These I did have a manager. You did have a manager? Okay. I did have a manager. So I just probably got a manager like yeah. a month before. How did how did you meet the manager? Uh, the manager. So again, it was probably like six months before. I'd just been putting a couple videos out on YouTube, and um, different people started to get in touch, and I just met up with a few. Um, people but the the two guys that ended up managing me there was a few different connections like a producer who I'd known for years was managed by them or by one of them and um, a close friend of mine actually knew so there was like a lot of different connections and they were managing an artist at the time who'd just been signed to Warner's and all that kind of thing so um, but they were very much like yeah like relax this doesn't mean anything you know like this mm. is what labels do but I was gassed anyway um, mm. So I started working in proper studios. Like I'd never been, do you know what I mean? Everything else that had been recorded had just been in like my friend's bedrooms and yeah. like in their living rooms and that. And then suddenly you're in these sick studios that mm. like the desks are just huge and there's air conditioning. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And like yeah. a water, like a water cooler and that. It's like flipping out. <laughs> <laughs> I was easily impressed. That must but, have been um, quite exciting. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was well exciting because it was just as well like, 
none of my friends that I had friends that were doing music like this hadn't happened to any of my friends so oh. you know, like a new experience Barney's gas like our good friend Isaac's Fam. gas everyone's just yeah. kind of like cool yeah. um, mm. but that didn't really materialise to anything uh, so, are you, so Nick at this time yeah are you thinking that like this is normal like like dropping videos mm. like getting interest getting emails like meeting up with people are you going oh this is what happens if you just put music out like are you aware that that's like quite well you're aware that that's quite um unique in its sense and like there's people that millions of people that are putting out music and get no attention was you aware of that at 20 or were you just like oh like had no clue yeah, well, I was probably oh, I was probably like 20, 20, 22, 23 by this point. I think I knew that like, yeah, I think I knew that it wasn't normal. And I think I started, I started to then put pressure on myself in the sense of like, oh, I have an opportunity, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and up until this point, you know, the producers who I'd worked with, like people like Alpha, like no one had made, I hadn't paid anyone anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like hey, I hadn't get your money back, yeah, bro. Sorry, I'll bro. Forget your money back. It's probably, it's probably right 200 now. quid somewhere for you. It's a unicorn. Uni- <laughs> what, a unicorn, yeah? <laughs> Damn, you can keep that. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Like, no one was making any money and it's like yeah. suddenly you're seeing platinum plaques and all of this kind of stuff. So I started working with a producer that did a lot of um, Just Jacks. Do you remember Just Jack? Yeah, man, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Again, just like what's that? Oh, just Jack was he was a, he had that song "Stars in Their Eyes." He had like some really big hits. Probably I don't know. Probably like the mid two thousand. Stars in I'm your eyes. Yeah. Age, isn't, isn't that um, yeah. Ellie Golden? Right? That, 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 oh, that star, starry actually. eyed is star, yeah. starry eyed is, is oh Ellie starry eyed yeah, yeah I'm um, baffled yeah, yeah yeah I'm just showing my age so we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll move on. What year was this? Nineteen fifty two. But uh, yeah, no, I think I, I think I knew that this wasn't happening to everyone. So yeah. I thought, I think I was like, yeah, I need to make this work. But then I started like making some songs with the producers and I did clock at that time. I was like, no, nah, this isn't what I've got. This isn't what I've been rapping for. You know, this mm. isn't like I've grown up like loving this culture. I've been DJing yeah. since I was 11 years old. Like I can't just be one of them guys that just looks like. A white so man so put on a bow tie. Wait, so so you were getting <laughs> put in these sessions with with these producers that you didn't rate, and it wasn't that I didn't rate them. Like they were super. Tom's like, starting beef with. No, no, no. It's a good question. It wasn't that I didn't rate them. It's just like, it wasn't the producers wanted, were super so. talented. Like right. these guys can play every instrument, but they're professionals. You know, yeah. it's like they're. It was different. Like my studio experience was, I'd roll to my mate's house and right. chill, and probably yeah. like bust some jokes and hopefully maybe make a song that we like or whatever and but this yeah. was it felt like work right. which isn't yeah. necessarily a bad thing but it was like cool we got four hours boom mm. what are we gonna what are we gonna do so i think i wasn't ready and i didn't know like who i was but that kind of died down and that a kind of uh stayed in touch and he was just he was really charismatic the a guy he was really funny um and he really believed in me i think but and I actually, I think that he was just kind of seeing it so much from a label perspective. Do you know what I mean? I think he believed and I think he had ideas, but he was working in the confines of a major label. And I think there must be so much pressure in being an A&R for a yeah, major yeah. label. Mm, like, so that's not yeah. to attack anyone. Like In terms of all the people that I've worked with and met along the way, like just good people. But everyone has targets. Everyone has... Like yeah. salaries to make and mouths to feed. So were you working with this guy, but you didn't hadn't signed yet? Yeah, so didn't sign anything. So that was like confusing to me as well because I kept asking my manager like, "What's going on? Like, why are we 
making these songs? Like, who do these songs belong to? Like, why would they do this? And my managers were really helpful because they were just like, they just, they're just like testing you really. Or yeah. they're seeing that they're seeing how you survive in this thing. And if anything good is made, then they basically got first dibs. Um, oh, really? Is that how well, it like, works? No, it, it, it's like, it's not like nothing was signed, but it's kind of like, mm. From my perspective, if I'd have made a song that they were like, we want to sign this song, you yeah. know, the guy could have been like, look, I've, I introduced you. I've, I've, he could have put forward a good case. There would have been nothing like legally, like no legal obligation from my end. But um, yeah, nothing, nothing would have like stopped me. But I probably, knowing me, I probably would have gone with him. Do you know what I mean? I would have felt mm. like there was a level of loyalty there, but didn't kind of work out. He had some ideas that, I didn't agree with. He wanted me to become a duo with my friend who played the guitar. Um, who? Joel Baker. Oh, Joel. Shout out hey. to Joel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, like a rap, like, rap like guitar a, duo? Like a, like a, imagine that. Like a white rizzle kicks. That's how I, <laughs> that's how I imagined it. The whizzle kicks. That's what we were going to do. But both of us were like, yeah, no. Um, because yeah, we were doing a lot of the sessions together and stuff, and he's yeah. like, Joel's just a good mate of mine, but um, yeah, that kind of whatever. And then this guy, um, from Island Records got in touch with me, but this was different, like, he was cool, he just worked at XL, he'd signed Dizzy Rascal, he'd signed Wiley, like, they're two of my personal heroes, but on top of that, he signed Adele and he signed MIA, like. Whoa. He yeah. So that was not at Island. He that was when he was at XL, but he then moved yeah. over to Island, and right. he got in touch, um, and he'd found me through um, the Guardian. I don't know if they still do it, but they used to do like a band of the day yeah, kind of yeah. thing, um, and I I they'd featured me in that. So he'd seen me in that, uh, listened to me, and wanted to meet up, and that was sick because we met up not at the label. It was still somewhere. It was like Soho House or something, but it was like it was a more just relaxed atmosphere. And we just talked about rap music for like four hours. Do you know what I mean? We're just talking about like the Wu-Tang Clan and like, just, it just felt different. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. He was just, he was a real rap guy. Like he's friends with Rick Rubin and he's just telling me all these like, it didn't, maybe he, maybe it was a pitch, but he just seemed like a cool guy. That, he was older, you know, he's probably mm. at least 20 years older than me. Um, mm. He'd been around, he signed some cool acts and he knew his music. Not to say that the guy at Polydor didn't know his music. It was just different. So could that be a pitch? That's my thing is that like, what's interesting is like these A&Rs obviously have to be really skilled at being charismatic and yeah. being able to engage and like making you feel special. Cause it's like a date really, isn't it? It's like yeah. you're going on a date, yeah. trying to court you. Like, I think you just got to read, yeah, you got to be able to read people because mm. like, different people react to different things. I was not timid, but I was, I was still very unsure of myself. Like, mm. and I guess I felt a little bit of an imposter and kind of felt like I didn't like, not deserve it. Cause I'm not trying to paint that kind of picture, but just like a bit like, it, like I don't know how this has all happened. Um, mm. And I think he just clocked, let me just make this guy feel, feel at ease. Um, but also I think he just loved music and he was a, he was a nice yeah. guy do you know what I'm saying so it's yeah. like it's yeah. not hard if you're a cool person that likes music to speak someone yeah. else that likes music that's, so, that's, a, yeah. that's um, an important marker as an A&R if, if you know they love music then you trust them a lot more you know if, if they have like a genuine yeah. passion mm. for it and you see that then you're going to trust them mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it was like, this guy had real rap credentials. Just the, mm. like, just the different things he'd been involved in. Like, yeah, I remember I saw him. Where did I see him? This was like years later, but I saw him at like, I think it was like a, it might have been that Gold Link gig that, remember that oh, one, yeah, Barney? Yeah, yeah that was last. Like, and it, yeah, yeah. Oh, you was there as well, Tom. Oh, yeah, you were there, Tom. I might have been there. Was it? Um, you were. When Andre 3000 was there in the corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a snack with him. Yeah, no, yeah. that wasn't Village Underground. That was the old Blue Last. That was like 100 capacity. Yeah, man. And I remember I was like, I saw him there and we were chatting. I was like, oh, he didn't know much about Goldlink, but he was like, yeah, Rick Rubin emailed me and told me that like, I've got to come check him out kind of thing. So it was just like, he was in that kind of circle. Do you know Casual. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Casual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like that stuff, impresses me i'm not gonna lie <laughs> like, <laughs> fair enough <laughs> but no but you know what i mean it was just it, it just there was a level of like just musical know-how i suppose um so yeah we just had a long chat and he was cool and then i just didn't really hear much from him um but this was at island and then um another guy who was working at island who who signed me alex boteng uh, he'd been working at Ireland, but he'd been working in the marketing department. He became an A&R and he then asked to sign me or like wanted to sign me with this guy, Nick Hugger, who was the original guy that I'd met. So it was like a, a duo kind of thing. So how long, so how long from when you started with like from, how long did it take you to get signed? Oh, okay. And, 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 was, and, was, and was that the goal as well? Like was the goal Brother, in your no mind to get was. signed? Um, I had no idea. And I think that's like a big you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I didn't have a goal. <laughs> like, yeah. I was just making music and I thought if I can get paid from it, that would be excellent. Um, but probably, <laughs> but probably from like, when I released my first mixtape, I think I'd like, it was a couple of months before I turned 21 and I think I got signed when I was 24. Um, yeah, it was, so it was around that kind of time. So yeah, Alex and Nick Huggett signed me. And so what's that like sorry i'm gonna ask questions that i just feel like yeah, no yeah. Really know the answers to. sorry um so what like what happens when you get signed like is there like champagne is there like is there like balloons is it a party there was there, was, there, there like, actually like, was champagne yeah there actually was champagne um so obviously you get it's like anything like there's negotiations to co i remember i got signed in a february i know that and the, the contract like the first contract came through before Christmas. I remember that because that Christmas was sick. Because I remember just thinking like, I'm going to quit my full-time job. And yeah. what I remember what I was going to get up front, which wasn't yeah. really that much, but it was like, it was more than my annual salary at that time. They were going to just sick. give me. So I was like, mm. this is wicked. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You know? Sick. <laughs> like, sick. And also just to, like Alex Boateng who signed me, like I mm. rate him very highly as an individual. Yeah. And yeah. as a music man, like he's been around the from the beginnings of the grime scene, which was a huge influence to me. Like him and his twin brother um, mm -hmm. had a lot of connections and I just liked him and me and him were cool. Like we knew each other personally. So yeah. yeah um, so then it's kind of like, yeah. So the, the contract was all signed. It was all agreed, should I say, between the lawyers. And then you go in, um, I'm in the president's office and they do like a little yeah, signing thing and, I don't know if they're you balloons, like gassed? Barney, You're sorry. like gassed at this time. Yeah, I was gassed. I remember I got a fresh haircut, everything. Um, <laughs> thought about the outfit and that. But yeah, it was... Um, and then, yeah, you go out for a meal. Like, went out for a meal with um, just Alex and my managers. And, you know, they paid and... Classic. Pardon me. 
Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, that, all, that, all that kind of stuff. And I remember my managers were just like, don't say anything about getting signed. Like, don't say anything about getting signed. So mm. um, I was like, yeah, all right, cool. And then, what do you mean? Like, as in they said, don't like, talk don't, to your don't socials like, Don't announce it. it. Yeah, like, don't announce yeah. it. You get, you're getting signed. Um, so I didn't, but like everyone, I just pretty much told everyone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mate, like Governor B, put up a big post about it, and it was like, <laughs> and he asked if he could. I was like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> not me, is it? So it's kind of it was like weird because I got the, I understood the logic of like not everyone knowing that I was a signed artist, but mm. also like I really want. I guess what, what I realized, and the reason why I can speak so candidly about it all now is because. I realized how much I was finding my identity in all of this stuff and like some mm. sort of validation. And now like I'm 30 years old, but at, at the age of 30, and I would say from the age of, a, for at least the last year, year and a half, like it's, it doesn't define me. Do you get what I'm saying? Like my, mm. without trying to get on my preaching stool, but like yeah. I'm a human being, do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like for ages, I think I just saw my valid, my validity so connected to like being Nick Brewer, the rapper. And yeah. like yeah. pretty much everyone here is like, has their own name as their artist name. But just that idea mm. of like, I'm Nick Brewer person, but I'm also Nick Brewer the rapper. And yeah, I think yeah, for yeah. too long, I just like the two were mess, like just really do mess. You guys, mm. Do you guys, do you guys, how do you guys find that? Do you guys, do you guys separate the two as, as your musician person and then your life human being person? Do you guys struggle with that at any time? Yeah, I, I struggle because my online persona is myself you know i'm that guy who just makes beats from his bedroom so it's mm -hmm. it's hard to kind of differentiate the two sometimes i'm interested nick mm. how did you how did you get to that point or is it just is it just time and... <laughs> <laughs> it's a big question it's a big question no it's a massive question like just just a little bit of context like i've grown up in a christian family and i'm a christian and like one of the big things of christianity is like like we're all valuable, like God values us all. And our value is not about what we can do. It's not about like, mm. you have to do this in order to be loved. The idea mm. is, well, you're loved anyway. So mm. that really helped me, like yeah, just yeah. realizing actually I'm loved. So, and, mm. but, but with that is, um, I also had to make, um, quite like, I guess I had to make some decisions. Like for example, what was more important to me like m my music being successful or my mm. own personal mental well-being yeah and i came to the conclusion that my own personal well-being and i think just because the type of person i am like it oh, i'm not explaining myself very well but the type of person i am i'm very I'm quite an emotional person. I'm quite in touch with my feelings. Like that's just always how I've been. So mm. I'm not, the, I'm not like the most thick skinned. So mm. I, th I think I realized, you know what parts that like, maybe my music career won't turn out how I want it to, but actually mm. I think life is, is bigger than that. Definitely. Um, so, so did it get to a point where you were making music and you were like, this is making me unhappy or maybe like reception of the music was making you unhappy? Yeah, so why why we talk about like Nick? Why, why, I think that kind of goes into it. Like, yeah. what 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 happened after you got signed? So, so like, what, yeah, so, you so got then signed. I got signed, and at this point that I'm signed, like I'm still like, do you know what I mean? It's not like I'm not getting hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube or anything like mm. that. I was definitely, yeah. it was like, 
Anticlimax. Like, it's like football. Do you know? It's kind of like you know when like your football team signs like that thirteen year old. It's like they're gonna be sick in like eight years, kind of thing. But like we'll, we'll, we'll get them now. So it's like I was, yeah. I was a project. You know, I wasn't yeah. being signed as the finished article. I had potential. I had potential. Um, so the nature of my deal was I would release. I got signed for two EPs first and foremost so right. do, do these eps so the first ep i released in like sometime in 2014 it was sick the label were just like just go do your thing don't worry about nothing just go make what you want so i went with the producers that i'd been doing all my stuff with made the project um and it was cool that's probably like my favorite thing that i did with the label because mm. they were just like yeah do your thing man <laughs> um and i remember it was, that was like a weird point so like i'd got like my cousin is a session bass player, so I'd got him to play like bass on it. And he's my cousin, innit? So it's like, mm. he'll just do whatever. But I remember the label saying, right, we need your cousin to sign this form saying that we've paid him a pound for his, for his bass yeah, part. I, 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 got the same, I got the same deal. Barney, I you got, got the I same got, thing because I got a tune of yeah. Barney. So it's like, even yeah. though I was saying, like my label weren't paying for features. Like I had Little Sims on my first project. I paid her for the feature because the deal I got was like, I had to, for the, for the first two EPs anyway, I had to pay my own recording costs. So it's like, Man, and I understood geez. that at the time. So it, it like, they didn't, don't get me wrong, they didn't trick me. I knew when I was signing that that what I was signing, but it was like, yeah. So there was just all these weird, so like, obviously someone like Little Sims wasn't my friend. So I couldn't say, yo, can we just say I paid you a pound? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> obviously man like Barney and that. And that's the thing, you don't even you don't even get the pound. But you obviously, really for the pound. But obviously I get it, like from a business perspective, it's like it's about we need to prove that we own these like recordings kind of thing. So that was just weird, like all that kind of stuff having because my cousin didn't want any money. I'm i I'm saying my cousin because it's like Barney's different, he's one of my best friends. Like yeah. but you know, just trying to have a conversation with my cousin who who like me and him get on well, but it was just still a strange conversation to be like yeah, can you sign oh. this kind of thing? But I remember that was quite eye-opening because it's like, but I mean, this is Island Records. Like, mm. like, everyone, like this is an iconic label, you know? Um, and that was a big, I, like, that was a big mistake I now looking back at made because I think it showed something about the way the label were viewing me or valuing me, the fact that they wanted me to pay my own recording costs. I think it's potentially different if it's someone like, well, maybe like Alpha Jordan and Tom, because you guys produce, you know, like mm. you're more, um, s like a lot more self-sufficient than someone like me who I, I rap, I don't produce. Mm. So like work, like paying for production and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, if I'm doing it, so it was, it was a really difficult conversation because it's like, well, I got signed, but it wasn't like, it was decent money. It wasn't life-changing money by any st stretch of the imagination. And then I've got to explain to the producers that I'm working with, but it's not the label paying. Like this is coming out of my money. Like this is That's my weird. personal money. Yeah. It was super weird, and That's it was like weird. it was very damaging for like, or it was it it played a role in damaging some relationships that I had. And there was like I didn't deal with it perfectly. You, you know what it's like. You you're in situations that you've never been in before, and you got to think. Yeah. You got to think on the fly. Do um, you think? Do you think like it's actually funny? We've actually got a question that we got sent in, and I don't like. Uh, I need to remember the person's name. Um, uh, but they asked about, um, like, do you think people change to w when you have, you're have deemed as successful? 
like and this goes for all of us I think like how do you deal with that have people changed around you like like, I don't know begging it or thinking that you have more money than you do or do you know what I'm saying and like how yeah. do you deal with that like within like as a musician as an artist where it's kind of gone from yeah people doing things for a pound people playing whatever da, 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 to then it's like this shift of like yeah it's like oh like like how do you how do you guys deal with that um yeah go on Jordan I, I would just say I think the the main thing that happens with me is people think I have more money than I have but that's mm. that's the only way they might be like Jordan played the roundhouse the tickets were 20 quid there's 3,000 mm. tickets he must have made 60 grand he's got 60 yeah. grand in his bank account he's rich <laughs> he can um and like that's a massive people like the y'all can see them adding it up in the head they're like okay 3,000 tickets oh well you know oh oh well obviously it like it does technically but it's it's a yeah. lot it's a lot deeper than that but i get that a lot sometimes from my my brothers or like my yeah. friends or my band or whoever but like that's a common thing people might think i make more money than i do mm. yeah, yeah for me it was money Gone yeah yeah you go from someone that's like wasting their life to like the richest man in the family real quick <laughs> like you literally go from like a bum like do you know what i mean it's, it's, a, it's a weird it's a weird thing, man. Like, yeah, and it's and it's just because of the you know if you grow up like in sort of poverty, like doing stuff like music is like, I don't know, man. It's 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 probably one of the worst things you can be doing, um, because mm. in some ways you're sort of saying I I don't care about the situation we're in. I'm gonna follow my heart, and then people are just like, <laughs> <laughs> like you need to be making us money to get us out of this situation like what are you even doing do you know what i mean so mm. i really understand it but it's like when you sort of know what it is you're trying to do i i don't know I, it, it people do change or people feel like okay it's okay to um accept you it's weird it's a weird one man um yeah. friends i think that message i read that message as well said stuff about like do sort of old friends like yeah. reach out to you and stuff after sort of they see you in I don't know I haven't had anything weird mm. like that happen um I have but yeah people naturally are going <laughs> to change man like your situation's different and everything that they've thought you weren't never going to be or whatever starts working out for you so mm. you know they have no choice yeah. but to sort of buy into your your belief as well I I mm. still have all the same the same friends it's it's weird, man, and I don't. I I kind of um stayed in contact with with my old friends and uh and they one thing they all say is you haven't changed one bit. Um, mm. and I I don't think I have it in in me to change to become a different person from my career. It's interesting. I I, I just don't yeah. see yeah. myself. I, 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 I don't. I literally I, don't think I can. It's just my personality. Yeah, I, th I think we all. I think I think we all. I think human beings change in general as we as we get older. Anyway, and I think the I think the difference is, is that with uh, your job being you know the in the spotlight, people are more likely to look at you and be like you've changed because they're just watching you more. Do you get what I'm saying? But everyone, no, everyone people changes, people expecting regardless. me to change. You know that that's it. They're they're yeah. saying I can't believe you're exactly the same that you yeah, were yeah, five yeah. years ago. You know, and it's like what what do you expect? Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what do you think I'm gonna um, be? It's, it's a weird one. Yeah. I, do you but how about um people that you don't know too well 
China getting contact. So not not your not your immediate friends, like yeah. you want to like, but friends of friends or associates. Like, do you find that is that that happen to you? Yeah, yeah, that can be annoying. That can be annoying. My brother, my brother just messaged me saying, Jordan, this guy on my construction site wants you to feature on his rap song. Really? <laughs> I was like, just tell him I'm busy making my album. I can't do it. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though, man. With a lot of um, a lot of family, like things don't change, man. I'll still get like my mum will still shout me like. Oh, you know, you got a relative in, you know, in, in Uganda, just moved to Dubai. You know, he's into music as well. He does his, like, <laughs> you lot should talk to oh, each other yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. maybe do a chat together. And I'm just like, this is like, they don't, like some, yeah, some aspects of family, they don't really change, man. But I think the success, <laughs> sorry, the success thing, yeah, is like, so yeah. if I was to tell you my story, it would definitely be from, mm. I, I literally have nothing to okay, I'm like a normal working class man now. Like I've got, I'm making money, making my own way. That's not the same thing as yeah. some people, some people have money and then you get signed. You still have money. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like mm-hmm. you haven't made a financial switch like that. It hasn't been like yeah. huge. Yeah. So yeah. you're just yourself. St- I don't know how to explain it. You're just sort of like. I never had, oh, well, I I, yeah, I personally never had that. Because I went from, from being a 16 year old boy who uh, was living at home, didn't have any expenses, to suddenly uh, doing remixes and getting getting a you know five hundred pounds for a remix, which was like yeah. more than I ever needed, and then and then that just kind of continued, you know. So I, I haven't had that like that that change. People get people get people get people get emailing Tom for five hundred pounds. They're like, I got no, six hundred. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> well, what about you though, Barney? What about your experiences um, all right barney <laughs> yeah mine's jokes my experience is this it's funny to have nick on a podcast nick's like, honestly, hey, barney. he's like i got this friend nick brewer get in touch with me like. <laughs> <laughs> the most money i made from music was that pound from nick <laughs> um i think i'm really i suppose i'm different in the sense of i think i wasn't naturally good at making music like some people are like, i think all of you guys sorry all were naturally Alpha. Alpha, do you have Good. any of Barney's old songs? I'm not asking for you to play them now. I'm just wanting Alpha to know. Alpha, please, Alpha please. Them immediately. Yeah, I've got a lot, man. I've got a lot of them. All right, cool. Well, uh, I just wanted to access. know that. I just, I needed, I needed to bank that. That bank. Sorry, Barney. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've locked that one away. <laughs> All right, I need to hear this. I have this one song called "You Can't Be Serious" that like Nick's been trying to find. The video. For, uh, you like oh, need man. to see the video. S- send me an email, man. I got you. Share the folder, bro. Share the Dropbox please, folder. Please, please. I need to hear that. No, no, please, please, please. But um, but yeah, I think yeah, like, I think all of you guys are kind of naturally were good at music and like um, you know, grew up being good, being the best in in your vicinity. Whether it was playing guitar, whether it was, you know what I'm saying like, you weren't the worst. You were kind of like the one that oh, you're the music guy, right? And and I wasn't like that at all. Not even in the in the slightest. Even when I was trying to be, um, and so like I think. I have more people that were like, Barney does music. <laughs> like laughing. Like, that was more, that was more my thing when, because I was the class clown, I was doing acting, I was like just that kind of guy. And then I think obviously as time's gone on, um, and I didn't, I, I, was, I was very insecure as, as, as a kid, like not really knowing who I was around, like hanging around with the wrong crowd. It's funny because me and Alpha grew up in the same ends. And obviously it's that not nice ends, but like, it's funny how, like, <laughs> I always talk about it because, 
Alpha's here just getting respect from everyone in the area, yeah? Just, like, being himself, not hanging around with anyone, like, just doing his own thing, yeah? I'm here trying to beg friend, trying to, like, <laughs> fit in with these guys and I'll just take the piss out of my existence. Do you get what I'm saying? And that was kind of, like, sums me up um, in that. But then, yeah, like, I think over a period of time, obviously, things have kind of developed. I've got better. I've learned a lot. Um, so I do get a lot of people that I distinctly remember them saying I was terrible, them not respecting me, them like taking the piss out of me, them laughing at me doing music, now emailing me or dropping me a message being like, yo, what's going on, bro? Um, Barn, can really? I ask you a question? Yeah, go on, go on, Nick. Has that fueled you, fueled you at any point? It's really, me and Alpha was about this other day. Um, it's a really bad fuel, yeah. if that makes sense. It's a really, really bad fuel. Um, so anyone listening, like, it's not good because what happens is, is that <clears throat> you can become bitter, angry, resentful. Um, or maybe fueled by know. validation rather than... Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. And like that whole, what you're going to see, what you're going to, you're going to, you're going to see when I'm doing this or when I'm doing yeah. that. And like, that's not a good place to be in. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I think even from the outside in, like seeing Nick get signed, see, seeing George get signed, um, George the poet, and when people getting signed and like me not getting uh, any sort of attention, was was tough. I mm. think seeing being the one that didn't get, you know, any sort of whatever was difficult. Um, but I think that's where you have to, I suppose, that whole idea of not being validated, you know, by the idea of success, quote unquote. And I think I think the minute I kind of started letting go of that, I started getting better. I started, mm. you know, flourishing when I just put that down. The idea of like, I need to compete. Um, so yeah, no, it's 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 a battle, you know. And I think there are some people that aren't gonna be good straight away. Like, not everyone is good straight away. And I think yeah. the 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 narrative of you have to be amazing straight away. Everyone needs to be listening, especially now with social media. Like these kids, man. Like they think that they need to be like popping because they're seeing it like live and direct people their age you know 18 year olds 17 year olds 16 year olds getting millions of views selling out big shows and it's like they can start feeling self-doubt but there is something about working hard and learning about your craft um yeah. and stuff you know um but yeah no it's 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 uh i've always like i'm st I, I still struggle with it but i'm, I'm kind of learning you know how to kind of cope with that um yeah I think that's why music's just so weird as a career because it's like, it is just so hard to separate from something that comes from within you somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah. just in a sense of, because I think like a healthy approach, although probably somewhat unrealistic is there's work, then there's me, but it's like, but when the work comes from, from you, you yeah, yeah. yeah, like. Yeah, when think, people I, like criticize your music, sorry, you go. I was just gonna say, I think it's um, extra stressful because it's not like a tangible thing that you can, that you know you're gonna have. You know, before you made an album, it doesn't mm. exist, but you, it has to come from you. Mm. And I think that's that can be quite stressful. That that idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when when you've done that, and then people criticize you, or maybe you're in the process of doing it, and like your management or your label or your friend or your band, um, they will like criticize an idea or a song or a sound or like any choice. It's mm. like they are criticizing, like an you, intrinsic part of yeah. you. you that's yeah, the, exactly. That's the hard thing to like. I think this accept. is why a lot of people um, separate themselves from their artist entities, 
because mm. it's almost like a shield, isn't it? You can't really harm me if you're, you know, you're critiquing the that's artist. Great, and it's like, okay, that's not yeah. great for the brand, is it? Like a lot of people say that's not great mm. for the brand, but, yeah. mm. you know, it's not really damaging you and yourself. And I think it's a sort of defence mechanism, do you know what I mean? But yeah. mm. I don't know, it's hard for me, man. I see it all as one thing, like I'm just me. So I take on everything that happens, I'll take, uh, I don't know, I'm not super sensitive like that. So, um, but I'm very <laughs> prideful, do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I'll take things personally, but mm. yeah, I see it all as one thing, man. I remember Barney mentioned last week about how him and his team, we were talking about live, um, what were we talking about? Was it live shows? It was yeah, certain yeah. he was going, you see every everyone works under the Barney Artist banner. Yeah. Like you said something like that. And, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and I was like, well, that's an interesting way to look at it. But I yeah. just can't look at things that way. It's interesting, man. Um, yeah, but, but, but that might be because also you have to understand. I think you, your business model of how you've made music, and even you're very hands-on, and it's been a, an active, you know, like thing that you've done in it. If that makes sense, Alpha. Like whether it's the making the music, the artwork, the all that kind of stuff. Like you've been very hands-on from the jump, and you didn't really want fame or success. That was not what you were seeking. Like that wasn't your goal to be like I want to be famous or whatever. If that makes sense. Um, I think yeah, yeah. Alpha's journey is so sick though. Just like mm. having seen it for pretty much ten years or so. Like yeah. seeing yeah, how just the, the stubborn I feel guy. like Alpha. Yeah, no, but like yeah. I talk about like I I think of you as like just such a good example of so many life lessons because it's like you really believed in something like yeah. and saw something probably when the majority, if not all people around you, would have thought like it's not going to work yeah. kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? And you've just, yeah, yeah. okay, you say stubbornness and there probably is an element of stubbornness that is needed, but mm. stubbornness alone doesn't get you to that point. Do you know what I mean? It's like... hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. But there, was, there was times when I, <laughs> Alpha, there'll be a session that Alpha would get, yeah. And this is when Alpha, like nothing, like it was, it was tough for all of us, but Alpha was like sticking to his guns. And I remember him, Alpha being like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, bruv, like, yo mm. man, why, why won't you do this session with said artist? Nope, I don't. I don't like them. I don't think they're good. I'm not gonna do it. And I was like, "Raw, this is mad." Like, this is, this is, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Is mad. I got like, so much respect for that, man. Yeah. What do you think yeah, about? Go on. Jordan, come on, mate. Okay, Jordan, no, no, on, this is, it's because I'm slightly detouring. In, in, I'll try and bring it back. But when people like I <laughs> respected, I always find this interesting. Um, people are respected for like sticking to their guns. Like I feel like I do it to some extent. Um, I like to use the analogy of like, you know, teams are tired at half time in a football game, nil all, and the coach mm. gives each of the team this inspiring talk, but one team mm. loses. And um, <laughs> like peep, there are people out there that have similar traits to alpha, but that don't make it. And it'd be mm. interesting to see like what, what like tipped you over the edge or like in general like why did that other team win or like or why did why are there like alpha 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 do you think that do you, do you, alpha, alpha, do you think it's luck alpha do you think you're you were lucky i don't feel like i have a winning mindset that's not it at all at all so it's like you, a, the it's analogy like is... <laughs> now do you see that yeah it's basically your choice to walk this certain path yeah and i'm like 
if I'm gonna die out here, I might as well. I, I want it to be by my hand. That's, That's the only I thing I was. I was just like, if I, if I, you know, it's it's more self-destructive than anything. But it's like I want to be in control of everything, as much of what happens to me as possible. So I have no one to blame. I have no one to be angry at, and I have no one to want to take revenge on or anything like that. <laughs> I want it to be my my doing, so I can look back and go, you know. Okay, I made the mistake here. I did that, and I did this, and I did that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's not a guaranteed way to win or to do well or, or to be successful. It just Would you advise it, Alpha? Would you advise this lifestyle? Would you be like, don't do it? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it's the same thing as would you advise people to be themselves, or would you advise them to sort of um, follow a well, sort of well-travelled path, so you can see what other people. Have done? It's it's more about choice, man. I think I'd rather. Yeah. In terms of music, I'd rather hear someone that's themselves. Like, or I'd rather yeah. hear an, I'd rather support an artist that's trying to be themselves rather than just following a path. But that's not that doesn't guarantee any sort of success at all. Though it's just a different mm. way of doing things. The better way, mm. in my opinion. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Nick. So yeah. can we just talk about so when you started releasing? So after the second EP. Yeah. What like, what happened? Like, did they offer you an album deal? Like, what happened? Yeah. So, like, the first EP came, and that probably, even though it didn't do much, it like overachieved for what the label wanted, just in terms of radio support, that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> then the second EP came, and there was a bit more pressure, and that kind of like a few things kind of went wrong. Like, <laughs> Barney, do you remember your tune on the tune with <laughs> you and me? How can the wrong song get uploaded? Oh my god! I heard <laughs> <that>. <laughs> they uploaded yeah, like the PA wrong. version, <laughs> and it wow. even says me, it even says now. Nah, if you go on Spotify, it still says the song's called "Pour Me a Drink." Yeah, it says "Pour Me a Drink PA Mix" next to it. Seriously? <laughs> oh my god! Like, really? Honestly, honestly I, I and I, like it was solo, just, bro. It was so it was so funny. And now it's not the PA mix, but they still didn't change. I mean, it didn't matter. But I mean. Yeah. I was annoyed. I like that song, Barney, just for the record. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, kind of like it was, yeah, you know, certain things were like, I just, re it's weird to talk about it because it's like, well, you guys obviously know, but there's indicators in there of like things that are yeah. like, if you're starting to get booked for festivals and all that kind of, so like there was good indicators, but there still wasn't like, no one really knew who I was like, um, so they were so then the label was like well we were supposed to go to an album deal like i would then sign the next part as it were it was like let's do two singles but from that point i was like cool but i'm not paying no recording costs so right. we did that so, 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 have they so this is negotiating another so basically it was a two yeah. ep deal and they're, they're like okay cool we yeah. want to keep you on yeah so it's a separate deal from the first yeah. deal that you and got. i just want to make clear like when i'm talking about them like just just strictly for the record like alex boateng who's my a and i'm never talking about like him in like a bad way do you know what i mean because i just have like mm. full respect for him but like a label is it's weird but like there's so many people behind a label it's kind of like a kind of like when you think of like big brands like i was reading a book the other day and it was talking about um the the creator of kellogg's whose name yeah. is kellogg and you know when you're suddenly like oh yeah like that was <laughs> that was a person that started it but like <laughs> kellogg's just becomes this thing like do you think of like people when you think of kellogg but it's kind of like that with labels when it's just it kind of yeah. becomes like this faceless machine and and there is like mm. a part of that but in terms of the individual people that i worked mm. with like mm. i respect them all highly but it kind of it's just you know when sometimes it comes like 
down to it's, it's just like the way things are done in a label yeah, yeah. kind of work mm-hmm. within that um so yeah so then we went to two singles kind of um so so these two singles do you reckon they're kind of like looking back were they kind of like okay this is not working out let's give him two singles to kind of shut him up yeah that's what I'm, that's what i'm trying to work that's why i'm trying to work out if that was like alex's loyalty to me just in terms of like i i i don't know this but i couldn't imagine that like his yeah. higher ups are like let's just leave it do you know what i mean yeah. like, let's just this ain't working kind of thing and i and this might not have happened but i i feel like if it did then alex would have been like no 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 like I really want to try it kind of thing. So yeah. that's why I got a lot. I, I, yeah, I, I think it was probably that because yeah. I'm like, if if, they, if, they, if originally the album was in the works and they kind of taken it off the, off yeah. the table to do singles, it yeah. kind of feels like singles is an easy way of kind of like, you know, edging out, yeah, exactly, kind of edging yeah. out, being like, yeah, so, so then like, and then I think, thinking back now, actually, I must have known that because I think I started to feel pressure, you know, I started to feel like, well, I need, I need to deliver now because this mm. is this amazing opportunity and still no one I know has like done this. It's like 2015, uh, like I need to do something and you know, trying to make a single, like I don't know what, like I'm actually like, I'm rubbish at writing choruses. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. on, left to my own devices, I will just write a hundred bars and just spit it on the tune. <laughs> like, that's, that's what I like to do. So yeah. I wasn't made for that. And I guess that's why I just think about it. It's probably like the fact that of how I looked, the fact that I was a white rapper probably played. <laughs> I can't pretend mm. that didn't play like a part in that. Just kind of the label seeing something um, commercially. But anyway, made a song with my pro- like producers I was working with very much in a way that we made any other tune. We weren't really trying to mm. make anything. It had the sample from um, Crystal Waters' Gypsy Woman, which mm. had been used a bunch of times by rappers Jeez. like T.I. and you know all the rest of people. And it was cool. Mm. I was just like, yeah, this is all right. Like, I sent it through to my managers, like I sent anything, and sent it through to the label, and then suddenly everyone's like, yeah, this is sick. Um, and then the tune that kind of it ended up being f- was a lot different to that original, um, <clears throat> the original track. But it felt, it was definitely commercial. Like there's no, th- mm. and it was easily the most commercial thing I'd ever made, but I liked it, and I still like mm. as as far as a commercial song goes. But I, I quite like it, you know. I probably maybe would prefer if I wasn't the person that made it, if that makes any sense. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't hate the song. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't like it as like thinking of is this a song that I'd want Nick Brewer to make. But anyway, but that song just did really well, and. Like so what's that like? What's like, so what's that like when a song does? Re- and, and so how, again, there's like all these indicators. Like, so I'm I'm starting to learn about at this time. This is 2015. Radio is huge, and yeah. like it's you know I, they, I guess I have all these analytics and they can see how many people are tuning in, tuning out when it's when it's played on the radio and that kind of thing. And it's just it's shazamming really well. So when people are hearing it, they want to know what it is. Um, it was suddenly showing in the Shazam chart. I didn't know there was a Shazam chart, but suddenly this Shazam chart <laughs> became my life for like two months. But all these things, which were getting played on radio, it was getting playlisted. It got um, used for an advert. Um, just all those kind of things. And yeah, it, it was like, it went to number one in the Shazam chart. It was the most... Wow. I was... It was the most viral. It it got. I'm, I just remembered this the other day. But it was the most viral song on Spotify. It like was number one, the most viral song on Spotify in like 2015 in the UK. Um, really? I don't quite know what that means, but <laughs> Spotify tweeted me and let me know. How many units <laughs> did it sell, Nick? Uh, it sold. It sold like 
just under 200,000, something like that. Fuck. Which like, com- which compared to like anything, like they didn't even bother telling me numbers before and I don't want to know. <laughs> 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 but like, yeah, it sold a lot. And this was when, this was when you were still buying music. At the time mm. that it was released, Spotify streams weren't counted in the charts. So like, right. it's kind of been in that weird, um, that it was, it was, it's, it was it's released, a single, right? Yeah, it's a single. It's yeah. a single the yeah. song was called "Talk to Me." Yeah. The song was called so "Talk it, to it, Me." It, it would have been way more if if if, if, if the streams were. It was released at the worst time because basically streaming. This was still at the time when you were doing pre-orders. I don't know if any of you guys like released music in like the pre-order. Yeah, I did. Phase where it was like so songs weren't instantly available. You did this big pre-order thing, and then it's like you drop it. At, so it was all. It was all. It was still quite like a like a chess game um but streams weren't counted but it was annoying because we had to put it on spotify but like none of the stream i don't know it got it all got quite confusing but it would have done really well and i remember like when it, when we released it for the week of the charts you get like the midweek updates which are basically it's not a midweek update it's a daily update so the song was released on a friday and on the monday it was number two and wow. it would have it would have been number one but the only reason it wasn't number one was because sam smith had released the bond theme so, <laughs> like, you can't really compete with that. That's and, insane. Um, Smith. So, so, like, so are, are they talking to you, like, beforehand? Are they, are they like, it's going to be number uh, one? It's going to be massive? It's people be from huge. the label are calling me that I've never spoke to before. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I walked, I'm suddenly walking in, yeah? And this is when I realised no one rated me apart from, like, the people that I work. Everyone's saying hello to me. Hi, Nick. Like, and I'm just like, wait, no one used to say hello. <laughs> I used to just come in, go to the left. Like there was even a little way in the label where I could just go to the back door to Alex's office. So I ain't got, s- it was like suddenly, yeah, all this. Um, Commotion. Yeah. Like, wow. yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so like just loads of like funny, f- I was on CB, no, it wasn't CB, the CBBC show. And like just all this random stuff. <laughs> I had a rap battle with Matt Edmondson on Radio <laughs> One. Like just all these random things. And it's all just from one song. Wow. But yeah, so it was like number two on the Monday and then it was like number six on the Wednesday. But then what happened was it was weird. They were still working out the streaming thing. So off sales alone, Mm. it was like number six. But then like they introduced the streaming and we, the label still hadn't got to terms with how big streaming was. So they put all the money into like selling like the iTunes thing and no money into the Spotify campaign, which I can't really blame them because it was just so so early but once the stream got counted like the streams got included from like let's say the wednesday so then it dropped down and it um it was number 19 in the end so yeah so like so 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 okay how did you so during that week are you you're gassed you're excited are you is it good are you feeling great is it nice amazing yeah it was wicked it was just wicked like and you know instead of everyone asking me like how's music going the question the it it went from how's music going to yeah. I heard you on the radio, you know. It's just like yeah. and suddenly when people seem to hear you on the radio, it just validates everything to them, which yeah. I understand. It's a it's a so tan- then, it's a tangible like thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So so then when so when it hit number nineteen, how did you then when you found out it hit number nineteen? When I found out it hit number nineteen, I remember I was disappointed because like remember like five days ago I was number two, isn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, and it's like. It's oh. funny how quickly your goals change once you're like <laughs> <laughs> top twenty. Now. Fuck that shit. Yeah, exactly. And I remember being disappointed. Like that's the thing that makes me laugh. Like, why was I disappointed with the top twenty? I ain't been within a whisker of the top <laughs> twenty thousand since. <laughs> <laughs> but like at the time, a top twenty 
felt disappointed. I remember I was in the studio with like the same guys. We were just in the studio at the time and we yeah. were the same guys that I made it with. And we were all just like, oh, it was kind of like a what could have been. Because I knew in my head that it was like, number 19 is cool, but number two is probably like life changing, you mm. know, like, um, and you know, it was, yeah, it was cool. Like my family, my, well, my family have always been cool. It's not like suddenly I got a top 20 so now my family were proud of me. Like they didn't care. Do you know what I mean? But everyone was like, oh, well done. Uh, and all of that. And it was cool. Um, but yeah, I just, I knew that it, I basically knew that I would have to do that all over again <laughs> somehow in, and, and better to make it work. And Radio One didn't like support it really. They they didn't they didn't want to put it on the playlist. So that was but Kiss and Capital and all them did. But I remember like meeting someone from Radio One and they were kind of saying, Yeah, we didn't support it, which was our mistake, but don't worry, we'll support you on the next single. Like, I remember that like a uh, one of the, the playlist guys wow. clearly saying clearly saying that to me. Um Interesting. So yeah, so then so then second single. So then the second single comes around. And <laughs> so now, so now there's, pr there's pressure. I'm, there's yeah. like, if there was pressure before, now there's real, real pressure because you just like... Yeah, but it's like, anything. but then I'm realising like my whole mindset's changing around this time because that song was more commercial. Like the song Talk mm -hmm. To Me that done well, it was more commercial. And I actually never really saw myself as a commercial act. Like yeah. before, before doing this, I wouldn't really say that anything I'd done was like... So, mm. and I remember it kind of changed because I even remember having a session with Jordan around in time. Do you remember we had a session? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A session? And I remember playing you the single actually, like before it came out. Yeah. And, you know, like, and I'm, I'm like, I know Jordan Rakai is like, he's a muso, isn't it? So I even know in my head, like kind of like looking down a bit, like I wasn't that like, proud to play it, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. And obviously like me and Jordan didn't know each other super well those times, but it was mm. like, and Jordan was, I remember you were quite polite about it. Like, but I remember thinking, I remember, but I remember thinking in my head, like, what does he really think of it? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah. But then anyway, like, so then, because then it's like, so what music am I making? Like, I can't really work with, I don't know, these kind of cool producers that I really like their music, and then also be trying to make this stuff that Capital FM are gonna play. Like, mm. it, and I was just baffled. Like, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, so I think I looked to the label. And they really liked this song that I'd made years back, like years mm. back. And they were like, we should make this into a single. And I was just like, all right, cool. We made it into a single and I, honestly, I hated it. I hated the song. But they were like, but Kiss have told us they're gonna playlist it. Radio One have told us they're gonna play it, playlist it. Capital have told us they're gonna playlist it. And I hated the song and I, I knew it weren't gonna work. Like, I, but, well, I had a strong feeling it wasn't gonna work, should I say, but I wasn't strong enough to be like, no, I don't like it. And going back to kind of what Alpha was talking about just before, I wish I put my foot down. I would much rather have got it wrong on my terms and been able mm. to put a song out and like look to all my friends, look to whoever it was and say, I liked the song. <laughs> you know what I mean? No mm. one else did, yeah, yeah. but at least I can look in the mirror and say, I liked it. And I couldn't do that with this song. So then this song comes mm. out, it's called Never Say Never, um, featuring Sinead Harnett, mm. who I loved as an artist. It's like, and I listened to that song, like, I got to work with Sinead Harnett and that was the song that like, I chose to put her on, do you know what I mean? But there were so many like different, that, that song I can only describe as like a science project. It wasn't a, like a natural thing. It was yeah. kind of, it was very much- A like, box ticker. Like, yeah, right, mm. let's add a bit of that, right? We need this synth that will do this. Trust me, people will catch. That's, 
I thank God actually that that, that song didn't do well because that's not how music should be. <laughs> like mm. it, it's not, it, you have to feel it kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the song flopped, like Kiss didn't playlist it, Capital, no, no one did, you know, no one, all these kind of promises that um, they'd made, like, yeah, whatever. How, how soon do you realise a song has flopped, Nick? Like when, like, is it like the week, the, like the, the first week of the charts? Like when do you go, oh, oh no, we knew long before, there. like we knew long before the charts, like um, they did, it got to a point where it's like, well, we're not going to put any more money into this. You know, so like, for example, the video for Talk To Me, I think they had a 15 grand budget. Mm. Um, but then because the song was doing so well, like before the video, they were like, sick, we can double the budget. So Mad. whereas with Never Say Never, I feel like the opposite things were happening. <laughs> <laughs> so like we kind of knew, we, we, we kind of knew like straight away. I remember it got premiered, premiered on One Extra and Mr. Jam, who had like supported me with everything I'd done, every single song he'd like premiered and he'd been super supportive. And even he weren't feeling it. I was like, nah, this, this ain't gonna work. What, 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 he played it on end. What did he say? Well, no, like Target played it on Mr. Jam's show, like as he was right. stepping in. But I think now Mr. I don't think Mr. Jam wanted to play it and I think it was organized. I, I could be wrong again on this, but I think it was organized so mm. like that he didn't. And, um, wow. Yeah, so it flopped. And then I was, I was like, I was embarrassed more than anything. Cause like, I couldn't look, like I said, I couldn't look my mates in the eye and say I like the tune. And it's like, how did I get to this point from even just a few years ago, like not having any of this, like I was, I was thinking like a businessman and not a music man in any way. And I don't know, like, it's like everything in it. It's, it's not just one thing. It's like a slow mm. trickle. And I think I just allowed loads of different, different voices and different things think, to trickle into my head. I take full responsibility though. I'm I imagine it's quite hard with, with a lot of people saying you're doing great. You know, a lot of people around you were probably like, this is so exciting, you know, talk about all these yeah. playlists and stuff like that. And you can, you could probably easily just go, go with that. If all the voices are saying that around you. Yeah. I can imagine yeah, that being difficult. That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was definitely what it was. And there was another song that I preferred. And I think like a, someone more sure in themselves would have said, nope, I'm doing this song. It wasn't like I didn't have a song that I wanted to go with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like so that's why I said, like no one put a gun to my head. No one made me do that song. There was obviously, yeah, there was pressure, but like it's my, it's my responsibility. Like I know I should I should like what I'm putting out. Um, but to be fair to the label, they kind of held their hands up and they were like, yeah, we got that one wrong. Like we got that one wrong, and then they signed me to an album deal. So they were like, oh wow, and oh wow, yeah, 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 yeah. So I signed it after that, and I remember you know, like a nice little bit of money. And that was kind of, I kind of viewed it as their way of saying sorry. So mm. I was annoyed, but at the same time, they were like, no, it, it, that was a real, for me, that was a real confidence boost because I felt low, man. Like, I felt really low. And that's mm. when I remember thinking, I don't want to feel this low again. Like I don't want music to make me feel like this. Mm. Um, but yeah, signing to an album deal and they were, were you happy when you signed to an album deal, or are you still like, like how how was it making music after after having such like feeling so low? And there was and also like, like there was a what's the word like what's the, how do you say it? There was like there was a strike against my name in the industry. Mm. You know, there there was a strike, and now it was like not only is Nick the commercial guy, he tried to make a song really commercial and it flopped. Like it's one thing having commercial success, like 
that brings a s- certain issues. But trying to be commercial and then not ma- not having it s- successful, I kind of just mm. felt like you know, like I found it hard to let my favorite spitters in the eye. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. all them kind of things where it was like before I'd be I'd be excited to meet people, and now I'm like, oh, I hope they ain't heard that tune. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And mm. I'm so. Yeah, so I, I don't know how I was feeling, but I was also thinking, well, what do I do? Like, if they drop me, I've just kind of taken, what, have I just gone on, like, on a two-year, like, sabbatical or something? Like, who, what, what, <laughs> what do I do? Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And then they're saying, well, look, we still believe in you. Here's, like, enough money to live on. Like, yeah. come on, let's do it. So I was like, all right, cool. So I signed. And then, to be honest with you, so this was, like, maybe, like, mid-2016, maybe around then late 2016 i signed that deal that that album part and then just nothing really happened i think like as much as alex believed in me i don't think that they were really willing to um make the finance available like they didn't want to buy any of the music i was making (laughs) like Mm. i was just making songs with producers and then when it comes to like okay can we put this out it just always felt like i was getting a run around got to run around for about felt like an eternity maybe it was like it was less than a year mm. and then in the end i think i just remember ringing up alex and saying bro i need to get dropped man like <laughs> like Shit. Yeah, this, this yeah this this can't this flipping on that was loud was that me um sorry i just got an email through pinged in my ear yes but i remember island records come on <laughs> <laughs> uniports come through <laughs> check your account for 66 pounds 45 <laughs> um yeah, and I remember like just having quite a frank and honest discussion with him, and that's why I was really glad like we still have a, like a good relationship to this day, and we were just able to have a frank conversation, and he was kind of just able to be like, yeah, like I don't think there's anything more I can do from my end, and don't get me wrong, he made mistakes, I made mistakes, but like it felt like that, um, and to be fair to Alex, he engineered a really good exit for me, like mm. a really good f- exit for me financially. Um, how does I it still think how does it work an exit in mm. terms of like, yeah, like negotiate is, is can you negotiate and stuff then i guess you can or yeah like to be honest with you I, I don't know because i really do think like alex really looked after me in that time yeah. uh, i could because i don't think you usually like would leave a record label with money especially if it hasn't gone well mm. um but that did happen with me yeah. um but it was it was quite a long process and like yeah. my lawyer helped and all that kind of thing. But it wasn't like it wasn't I don't know, it was just weird. It was kinda like, yes, yeah, it's, it's through. You know, like it's through, I got some money and um yeah, they they took me off the Island Records website and, you know, just go into that archive where Yeah, they deleted the <laughs> old Instagram photos. <laughs> how was it how was it making music so like after you get dropped nick yeah um first of all how long how long duration it took for you to actually get like officially not be on either i reckon i reckon it was about a nine-month process so i reckon now we're looking at i could be off with my timings but i reckon it was like mid 2017 somewhere like that and the and the song flopped like mid mid 2016. one thing one thing i find really interesting yeah is it is um you like making music yeah and this is why the industry i find really interesting i wanted to talk to you about it and one day we're going to get somebody that works as an anr in, in the music industry on the podcast so we can speak about it but like mm. what's mad is that the musician is the one that makes the music right 
make the music, you create the ideas, yeah. you put all that kind of stuff into it. But then when things don't go well, you're the one that feels guilty. You're the one that feels like you're not good anymore. You're the one who feels like, like did I get it wrong? Like, yeah. But it's nothing to do with you making your ability to make music because you got signed off of that. Yeah. It's now the ability of, it's technically their fault in terms of the business didn't work. Uh, so how did you feel about that kind of stuff? Yeah. I wouldn't put it all on the record label because I still have to deliver and I have to, and, and Alex was telling me this to be fair, like he was telling me, you know, I need to kind of steer my own ship as it were. Um, mm. And I just don't think I was confident enough in myself to really like put my foot down. And, and that's where I have to take responsibility because everything in life is a negotiation really and it was like i was i think i was just a bit like like you know wired eyed kind of like wow alan records bob marley you too you know like <laughs> these guys clearly know what they're doing um and just would i'm exaggerating a little bit but would almost just believe take in do everything they said but mm. like that's not what an artist should be like you know mm. i i it i didn't guide it enough um and that's why i like again let's keep coming back to alpha but that's why i respect how alpha's done it and even though yeah of course like different approaches have different every approach has potential like issues but yeah i should have been stronger um mm. but the label made mistakes too so I, I can't put it all at their feet because they're also signing me with potential and they want to make profit off me and they're signing me with not loads of music in the in the bag like it's not like i had my album you know it's not like i had these singles they're saying we believe that you're talented and we believe that we can help you and some things they did were helpful some things they did weren't um i can never be mad at them because i became self-employed at the time that i signed for ireland signed with ireland mm. and i'm still self-employed now like mm. i can't yeah whether whether it would have happened different ways that's how it happened for me and mm. i've been able do you know what i mean i've been there's been things I've, I've been able to buy a flat like i wouldn't have been able mm. to do that like not to say that those are like the markers of success or whatever but there's still i'm still able to i'm out here in it do you know what i mean like i've, <laughs> I've, I've survived this far and mm. i have to they played a huge for me they played a huge part in that so i can't um yeah, I can't like, I don't hate, do you know what I mean? I'm not like, oh. I would I would definitely, if someone said to me like, I'm gonna sign, I'd have an opinion and I do obviously have an opinion, but I don't think it's as simple as like, it's their fault. No, I think with labels, just just the, the most important thing maybe to bear in mind is that like a mistake for them, it's just a mistake for them. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh man, we messed that up. Okay, cool. Like artists, we're a revolving door. Do you know what I mean? This is yeah. our sort of, to us, this is our one opportunity to do something with our lives. And do you know what I mean? It's so much more precious for us. And yeah. for them, it's like, oops, sorry. And then like, we'll try this, we'll try something. Yeah. Like, whereas with you, if you look at an artist's trajectory, if you care to look at things like that, like that certain bumps in the road can impact your end, like where you get to at the end. I know yeah. like it's, it's, it's it's a bit too mathematical to look at things like that. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, if you are looking at your where you're trying to go as an artist, the whole um, like you're sort of just not just a number to these guys. That's what that's why I'd sort of advocate 
sort of taking control of your own thing. So yeah. the steering your own ship thing, like, is definitely, definitely a better way to go for you. Um, labels definitely help. Like, there's certain labels that will give you free reign, actually, to, to do what it is you're doing. And then all they'll do is sort of amplify your success if you get success and blah, blah, blah. But it's just the, lab the labels I can't forgive are the ones that try and direct every little thing because they're playing with people's lives. You're literally toying with people's lives and poking yeah. and going, oh, maybe that'll work, maybe this'll work. Yeah I, yeah, I just think more artists should sort of bear in mind that um, this is your, this is more real for you than it is for your label, basically. If yeah. And it's like, who's yeah, going to understand me better than me? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. As that's obvious a, as that sounds, like, I wasn't really taking it on board. I'm just like, well, you work in marketing. You're going to be much better at marketing than me. You work in mm. PR. Like, you're going to know how to present me better than I am going to know how to present myself. And with all the individual departments. And that's not to say that, like, those individual teams are not good at what they do. But it should have been me expressing what I want to do and then bringing it to life, not them being like, we think you should do this. And me being like, okay, <laughs> you know, which yeah. is what happened yeah, yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. What are you at, where are you at now? Like, are you like, you know, making stuff and dropping stuff and like, are you in a good place musically? Um, so to be honest with you, like getting dropped, it was just like, I didn't know what to do. Like I really, I really didn't know what to do. I didn't know, I didn't know why I was making music anymore. I just, you know, there was no real indicators that like things were were gonna go well. Um, so it took me a long time to just work out my own thing. You know, just personal stuff, like everything. You know, yeah, life happens. Um, and I think it took me like a good year to kind of work it out. And then I think just my whole mindset changed and I started to think about, okay, what's important to me in life? Like what would, what would I want to happen? And for me, I feel like music, especially rap music, like when rap music um, is used properly, I feel like it can be a really good conversation starter and really like important to get different discussions going and just realizing that there was different things that I was interested in. I started, like I developed my own a community interest company which is kind of like a charity um just looking at things like how um songwriting can really help with your mental health that's something that i've always really found and just just realizing that okay it's not just about me and the songs but music is really important to me so i think i hold it a lot more lighter now i'm very passionate about music and i really do believe in my own ability um and yeah like i'm I've got an EP that I've been working on that I'm going to be dropping like the first song from very soon. But I think I just, yeah, come on, but I think I just hold it all a bit lighter and I've just realized I love words and my belief is for whatever reason, I feel like God's given me an ability with words, but realizing that that doesn't have to be just a uh, pigeonholed to music. That's one way mm. in which I can use it. Yeah. Like, I want to, I want to write. I love to, I just love to write. I, lo I love all of that stuff, but yeah, I'm very passionate about music um and i definitely i'm doing exactly like anything that you hear from me you can know that i really like it hopefully other people do too but just, <laughs> do you know what i mean just in terms yeah, of my yeah. journey that's just that's that's very important to me so but also i had to feel like i was saying something because even like with the single that i made it's like 
it's just me trying to draw a girl, really. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was what the song was about. And not that there's anything wrong with that. Like, I might still write songs like that. But however, I believe that, like, there's more to be said. So just that I like what I make and also I believe in what I'm talking about. Um, mm. Which yeah. sounds probably very obvious. And to you guys, it might just be like, well, yeah, of course. But, like, in terms of, like, the journey that I've been on, I, I definitely lost sight of that for a couple of years, I would say. Mm. Deep, yeah. deep, deep, man. That's Jeez. that's a that's a deep it's, it's, combo. It's, it's such an interesting story. You're like, you you had such a diff. In a way, you had such a different um, like arc and trajectory. But I mm. have felt a lot of the same things you felt in my career in a different way. Like, so it's interesting hearing how even you go through similar things. Fascinating yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I think a lot of artists do, and I think that's why it's really important to speak, you know, and talk about things and kind of being open. And there's, there's been countless conversations that I've had with Nick where he's been able to, like, you know, talk me off of the ledge and be like, <laughs> that's not important, that, that, you know. And I think <clears throat> what's interesting I always find, Jerry, is that um, a lot of artists, <clears throat> no matter how big they are, they're always wanting more. And they're never quenched by this thirst of success. They want more. I want to be bigger. I want to be better. All the time, a lot of them, not everyone, but a lot of them do. And like the artists that you're looking up to now, whatever, has issues. They're still human. They're still not like, you know, and, and that's sad when like, people can't even enjoy their success. You yeah. know, like you got, you had a top 20 record, sold 200,000 copies that's and insane. you couldn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, they like it. And, it just, and it's the thing. And, and in my head, I was like, well, if it was number two, like, I would have been happy. But then the reality is if I was number two, I would have been like, well, it weren't number one. Mm, and exactly. then if it was number one, I could have been like, well, now I've got to do it again. Like, exactly. so there's always something. Mm. And it's like, you know, I never got to the point where I'm like selling out tours or like, but it's like, oh, I, I bet that would be, that would make me feel good. But then just realizing that there's nothing wrong with enjoying that stuff. And, but it's like, but I just want to like, that stuff sh shouldn't validate me. Do you know what I mean? And I just want to be like, I want to be able to just enjoy whatever it is. Like, so now if I do any show, and I don't, I, of course I care how many people are there, but like, I care, I want to care for the people that are there, if that makes sense, in mm. a sense of like, they believe in me for whatever reason. Like I remember I did a show in Bristol once and it was like four people, man, like genuinely. But um, it was like, but there's four people here. And as, as heartbreaking as that was like in one way, it's like, so what? If the room was full, suddenly I'd feel better about myself as an individual. Like, mm -hmm. so yeah, there's, and a lot of it is just working it out along the way. But yeah, yeah, man, like our own personal value is just something deeper. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that was uh, yeah, man, great. I think that's uh, top top quality. Yeah, so well, I think it's a perfect segue to get into uh, into our the music section. I think should we get into cracking onto it? Uh, Nick, as you are our, our special guest, oh, I think we should go shit. first. Right? Oh, All right, Nick. Gosh. Nick's gonna spin your favorite tune. You ready, Nick? Um, do I introduce it? No, you don't need to. Just be like, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna play it. Okay, cool. And the editors do their magic. Right, sorry, cool. Al sorry, Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Reaching the highest pleasure. Ah, uh, let's go. One, two, one, two, three, four. <laughs> Thank you. 
So that was Roy Ayers reaching the highest pleasures. What do you guys think? Sick, man. I mean, you can't really go wrong with Roy Ayers, could you? To be honest. Thought, yeah. yeah, man. It was sick. I, I don't know. I didn't know he... After hearing like something on Giles Peterson like a couple of years ago, I didn't realise he was so like groove-based as an artist. But it was sick. That's Yeah, I really liked it. It was just like the xylophone was what, what got me, bro. The xylophone was wavy. Mm. Yeah, that's that's his thing, man. That's Roy Ayers' thing. Yeah, man, the vibes. Literally, the vibes. He's got the vibes. Yeah, it was sick, man. Um, That bass had Matt a bit too much treble for me. That's bare music. (laughs) The bass was like. (laughs) See what I do with Nick. See what I do with every week, bro. I don't know. After I did think Alpha might think there's too much treble in the bass. That did come to my mind. There you go. You know me well. Yeah, so. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's the only thing but the you know structure was Royers man yeah it was, it was a groove man it was a groove I can't say anything else but I had to like that was one thing I was thinking listening to it but yeah it's vibes down the technical well it was recorded huh? it was recorded in like 1977 but it's just never been it's just never come out and it's but just it's a remaster like mm. well like yeah it's the first time it's come out like two weeks ago or something what? really? yeah yeah, yeah I saw 2020 like, on it. I was like, oh, remastered something. Yeah, so that's just been chilling somewhere since like the late 70s. Yeah, man, sick. Sick, sick. Sick. Do uh, you like, um, you, so you, you listen to Roy Ayers, but then you're uh, like, so you, do you, would you say you have like an eclectic sort of taste? I know on this podcast, we all play like bare different sorts of things because you're the special guest. Yeah, here, no, like. Or not. I did actually, because when Barney was like, you've got to play a song, I was like, oh, this is my favourite song at the moment, but it feels a bit like cliche maybe to come on and play like a Roy Ayers song. Um, but I actually, it's weird. The way I listen to music, I'm kind of, I'll just find a song I like and play it for ages. Yeah, me too. Um, and like, so I don't actually really, yeah, the way I listen to music is a bit annoying. So it's like, all I'm really listening to at the moment is that and like, some yeah like old school Raekwon mm. and is my mix is my taste of music eclectic no I think anything like that is just thanks to my dad so um and I think I've been on a little um yeah just a little like journey of that stuff me and my dad watched a Miles Davis documentary the other day my dad like loves Miles Davis oh so where did you watch it on Nick it's on BBC iPlayer All right, it's called um oh, just type in Miles Davis on BBC iPlayer. But yeah, like, so my dad's like, me and my dad are going to see George Benson a couple of times at the Royal Albert Hall. And sick. like, he, he gets me into all of that stuff. And it's sick because I remember when I was young, I just did not like my dad's music. It's yeah. like all the things that I thought that my dad liked, which I hated, like mm. I now really like. Like <laughs> Formula One, like I just think, how can anyone like Formula One? And now I just think it's great. And, and also his music, like, and my dad's got a really random taste in music. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, eclectic, I don't like, I don't know. It feels <laughs> cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like so random I just couldn't think of a better word, but yeah, no, nah, he. No, nah, it, it's, that's the thing, it's the best, it's the best, it's the best word to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, to be fair, like, I do listen to majority rap music. It would be yeah. probably a lie to say that I didn't listen to majority rap music, American rap music. Mm. I hear you. Yeah. Fair enough. Wicked man. All right, cool. I'll okay, next. I'll go. Okay. I shall yeah. pass the torch to Tom. Oh. No, Tom, let, let Jordan go next. <laughs> All right, Jordan, you go next. 
Okay. Not really mind. I was about to hang up on Skype, but I'll, I'll stop the recording. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, my song is... Another friend Another friend has gone away Another friend has gone away again There's no place There's no place for us to stay track called crazy as where by an artist dried spider who's actually a friend of mine from brisbane now living in chicago um one of the hidden it's sort of like a hidden i mean hidden what's it called hidden gem of the brisbane music scene or the australian music scene but he's not not extremely well known but i really like it super weird kooky stuff but yeah i like it
What did you guys think? <laughs> I liked it. I thought the second half was amazing. I really enjoyed the second half. I think it went it went somewhere. But yeah, it wasn't like um, mind blowingly different. Um, it reminded me of hiatus a little bit. It reminded really? me of yeah. I don't know why. I, maybe I'm bugging. Um, they're kind of like I don't know. Obviously, man's not musical like you, man, in it. But man hears some off some different time signatures, and I go, ah, that sounds like. And he's Australian. Ah, there we go. Um, <laughs> but no, I, like, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty freaky, man. Um, <laughs> I, it sounded it sounded like something that you picked. Like, I'd, yeah, that's that's how I, I know when I heard it. it. When I heard it, I was um, like, I would make that. I yeah, like man, it sounds like something that you'd make, like an alter ego or something. Alter ego. Yeah, this might be Jordan. Um, but I liked oh, right. it, man. No. Yeah, interesting soundscapes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I wasn't expecting like the electric guitar to come in like, i don't know i don't know personally how i felt about the second half i think i preferred the first half but i'm quite simple with my sound so like when too much starts going on i'm a little bit um and i also yeah i, I always want to understand what songs mean like oh, welcome to the podcast <laughs> yeah Nick. welcome to yeah, the podcast and, uh, it's good to have you <sighs> i don't get it but i do I, I i enjoyed it i think it was i think it was sick man um i'm trying to think about sort of my reasoning for it i feel like the name dried spider made me expect <laughs> something when i pressed play that i didn't get and then i was like oh man this is good do you know what i mean because i was expecting <laughs> i was expecting some dried spider do you know what i mean i don't know i don't know how to explain it <laughs> just that yeah, doesn't sound nice do you know what i mean dried spider but yeah maybe that's his, his that is you know it sounded dry spider to me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dried Spider didn't seem totally off. Yeah, it's beef already. Jordan, Jordan has a bad record with. Uh, by the way, last week's episode we did top forty, Nick. Right, we had to pick songs from the top forty, and the votes <laughs> came in. Jordan, you got three votes. Three people. I know. <laughs> Shit, man. What, from the They're British probably just my 40. fans. That's right. <laughs> right. People were voted for Jordan's song. Jordan came with a stinker last did, week. Did Jewel win? <laughs> yeah, Jewel won. Yeah, yeah, yes, Tom. Jewel won. Tom. Interesting. Ah, uh, shut up, man. All right. <laughs> Speaking of song choices by Tom. <laughs> go on, oh, yeah, Tom. there we go. <laughs> All right, so go next. Tom's next. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um... You were smiling cheek to ear A distorted mess with love in your heart I'm so proud that we're here And you poured me a glass Of precious wine you kept sealed In the back of your mind I've been out of I'm not afraid to 
Um, Woo by Nick Hakim off his new album. What do you guys think? Phenomenal. Beautiful. Splendid. Yeah, I loved it. Stunning. Stunning, like stunning. Stunning. The The whole album has a really cohesive sound. That's what I like about it. It's all really gritty, but like soulful at the same time. Yeah. That track is that the the chorus in that track that loops um, is just the chords, man. They just get me. I just love that. Yeah, all the sounds are so nice. They just they sound so real. I don't know something airy about tape. He records everything to tape. He's got uh, a little tape. He's machine. got that cash money, baby. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I really like that man. It was so good. I've never really listened to Nick Hakim. Oh, you'd love him, Nick. <laughs> Is it? Like. Yeah, like his soundscapes, the way he makes his voice sound, the way he like creates stuff, like he's just ridiculous. It was just, it was very mesmerizing. Do you know what I mean? It was just dreamy, ethereal. Yeah. Yeah. The woodwind just kind of, just, do you know what I mean? Just, yeah, you just kind of get taken away. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, man, that was real nice. Um, The flutes and stuff, the woodwind sounds like it it almost got lifted out of like some sort of 1920s jazz orchestra or something like that. It didn't, it sounded like he put it, Mm, he took it from 
obviously didn't take it, but I mean, the sounds and even the chord progression yeah. and stuff sort of lent itself to that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, one thing Definitely I would say is I wonder what his actual voice sounds like. Every time I hear Nick Kharkeem, it's just drenched in every effect under the sun. Like, mm. and it's real nice the way he uses um, yeah. it to get his point across. But he sort of whisper sings and then drenches mm. it in mad yeah. effects. So I'm just like... Check, his tiny check, desk out out. His, um, check out his tiny desk and his... His sofa sessions oh, online. Yeah, it's, I remember. It's amazing, man. I did hear it. It's stunning. The sofa session is hard. The sofa session was wicked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, but good, good, good tune. Good like, I didn't even know he dropped an album. I need to listen to that. Man, I don't know. Yeah, check it, man. All right, cool. I'll yeah. go next so I'm not last. Um. The meaning of pain is possession. In that damn land, I want that damn crown The boys in blue clothes, got new hoes, new submissions I give the great youth straight truth, no euphemisms Y'all played the dozens, my favorite cousins spent their youth in prisons They names known, came home, now the house got two religions Peace be with you, with Lake Salaam Make sure that peace be with you, lace to your palm I went here as linear, danger round every bend on a path of power, one half a dollar was hated by many men. Street live, we die, we don't pass away. Take any task if you got cash to pay. On this earth, brave, known to earn. Birth to gravestone to earn. Descended from battered slaves, barricades only aggravators. Friends with foe dying, no line grew a fight, gladiators. Whoever left sun soaking is unspoken, gotta see him. We don't do arrests to the death, rules of the Coliseum. For those concerned, I learned from jailbirds. Not for no frail curbs. Over here, the crack sales surged. I engine binging for years, black males purged. One progress and not digest bullets and hell words. On this earth, brave no the earth. Before Sammy's air shot, plenty fears for I shot a gun. My heroes talk, take zero shots, for course I'm not the one Mommy preach peace, but in grief, I'm a papa's son Marshal of the land is never ran, man, even when the cops come the Problems, we at the bottom, that's where all the tops are slung Hate the poor, but in beef, take no bull, only ox is brung They bless me with 20 FD, pray I don't have a toxic lung I'm from the 70s, men in Leeds had us boxing young I don't leverage hate, I educate. You better ask around. I'm tasking babes, passing grades. What you passing down? Mm. Street live, we die. We don't pass away. Take any task if you got cash to pay. On this earth, brave, known to earn. From birth to gravestone, to earn. On this earth, brave, known to earn.
stone uh, uh. Cool, so that was a tune by Carr. Um, it's called Unto the Dust. It's off of his um, new album, Descendants of Cain. Carr is one of my favorite rappers. He's, um, he's got some weird projects, man. Like he produces everything himself and the music's just so obscure, man. It's not like, it's, all, it's like abstract hip hop, but he rhymes really well, man. Like, and um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, what do you guys think of this tune? I love, I love it. I love the New York accent, man. I love it's something more like. <laughs> sorry, that's is that like an anti-rapper thing saying? But I love the way like it just sound. I just love the sound of the whole thing, the the obscure beat and like his flow is sick, but it's very throwback for me. I find it. I I don't know. Maybe I'm bugging out here. Correct me if I'm wrong. That kind of rap, yeah. Like. No, Bond. He said, "Yeah, mother preach, bre- mother preach peace, but in brief, I'm my papa's son." That line was hard. No, no, bro. In terms he of went a lyricist, in. Wait, in terms of a lyricist, incredible. Yeah, top quality, like god tier. Yeah, up there. But I do think there's a skill in making something that, like, I got it. Like, it's great as in terms of a part of an album. I haven't heard the album. I think he's pushing mm. the boundaries. Yes, I'm wicked. Did I enjoy it? Like, yeah? Like, like, it wasn't like... I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd play it again, personally. I just I just felt like... With rapping, I think it's really interesting. It, it felt more like spoken word, to be honest, than, than rapping. But I suppose spoken word and rapping is interchangeable. But I didn't feel like... I, I don't know. I can't, maybe I'm not explaining it very well. Um, Man, he's got a real interesting perspective on... He's quite self-aware. Um, okay. There's this um, interview on Red Bull Music Academy that he'd done. He's, like, he's 44. Okay. He's like old basically so he's he's born in the 70s and he's just like he's always speaking from that place and he's like i know this isn't like he doesn't do shows because he's like i don't i don't make the kind of music that i'd want to hear at a show (laughs) so why am i doing show like he's really thinks that's like yeah no no i really i really respect his mindset man but yeah no it's proper that's that is interesting man that you're just like but I, i i like hearing albums as like concepts so that's sort yeah. of what draws me to him. Um, but yeah, that's interesting that you said that because he's proper, he's talked about that at length as well. So he's yeah, quite right. self-aware, yeah. man. Yeah, it, was, it was proper like dark, man. It gave me a, it just felt gangster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest, I, just, I felt like a gangster listening to it, but I don't, I wouldn't listen to it. Um, similar to Barney, I, hear I think. It's like a piece of art. It's like, it felt like, you exactly. know, like an abstract, like, you know, I'd go to a gallery and, and, and sort of like take in the piece, but I wouldn't like sit on the train and listen to it, maybe. Um, yeah, not for you, basically. Yeah, I hear that. I hear uh, that, Barney. All uh, right, cool, I'll be last, you know. If I give you my time and give you my space, know that that shit's not to waste, yo. Still better know your place, yo. I ain't slept good in days, yo. On job running up pace, so we smoke too, right? You say so. I'm back on my bullshit. You ain't seen no one like me since Lauren Hill back in the 90s, bitch. Feeling herself, yeah, I might be, bitch. Got to no soul when you know that, but the olders make way for the 90s, kid. Please don't kill my high. I've been working on stop, never tired, no. That girl is on fire, you know. Who stay bringing them vibes, you know. If I 
truth No, that that shit's just for you Can't nobody be meddling through I'm paid now when I got shit to lose Look at where we are, who are the guests who knew? I did, that's for sure I kicked down the doors They try not let me in Fuck that, I crashed the party Fuck that, I am the party Don't get me started I am a one-woman army I am the force that we speak of What's a wave to a tsunami? True, my drip enormous Your tap running out, talk about awkward My thoughts hella distorted But got my foresight, I was moving forward This is for the night I'm a parent in this thing, so I'm told Solid as a rock, simply never fold On quad, you can hear it in my tone Watch yourself, be cool, don't stress Get back to you when I can, messages on red Ain't new to this shit, I've been blessed No love, you can get the drama instead Oi, you can get the drama instead All this smoke to your head You can get your whole career dead Can't get my foot off your neck Go get a bag and invest That's add that interest I'm fuckboy resistant Looking like a bulletproof vest This is for the night 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 Through the baseline Through the baseline This is for the night And that was Little Sims with Might Bang Might Not uh, from her EP Drop 6 um, It dropped her like, I think, like last month um, Yeah uh, What do you guys think? I liked it a lot. I liked, um, I think it's very, it's it's a skill to make a song with like such strong kind of jungle drum and bass influences mm. in 2020. Mm. And like, it sounds like current, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I like Sims' flow. Yeah. And it's it's the, it's the right length as well. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was sick. I thought everyone... I think um, the production's cool. Like it's got like a drop as a chorus rather than like a li- the lyrics have to carry it, which I think mm. is cool. As a rapper, she like didn't feel like the spotlight had to be on her for the chorus. I think that's cool. I think she's got. I think she's got better as a rapper. I think one thing about Sims that I have to commend is like she's been doing it for a very long time, um, but I feel like she's kind of like her last album and like this new project. Like I just feel like she's really finding her feet. Um, and just being like a great because she's always been able to spit but I think being able to make bodies of work for me on my on my side of yeah. things I think I'm really and I feel like, like oh my God. I don't know Bon correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like her music is a lot more bass driven now yeah. which like works really well uh-huh. with the pitch of her yeah. voice 100% yeah she has so much energy yeah. I saw her live once and like the whole crowd was just bouncing it was it was amazing yeah yeah, she's, she's cool. incredible performer I see a yeah. clip of her playing the drums and spitting which was nuts like she was playing the drums. Yeah, and yeah. That's, she that's plays the drums in her set. Uh, yeah, I think at some point. Yeah, she plays guitar, plays drums. Yeah, yeah. She's sick, man. Yeah, she's very talented. Mm. Yeah, crazy. Cool. Right, that was uh, pretty straightforward. I think with the music selections, there wasn't uh, much uh, hate. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, bro. Um, well, thanks for it's having me. Been an absolute man. pleasure. Um, yeah, I've enjoyed it. A lot of gems, I believe. Tons of yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, a lot, man. In that one. No, I'm glad. All right. It's good to chat to you guys. Cool. Yeah, well, man. everyone, safe. Big ups. Um, thank, yeah, everyone for listening. Safe. Have a good week. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Bye. Peace, guys. See ya. Peace. See ya.